When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, June the 3rd, 2023. This is going to be an interesting show, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's pretty obvious based on the breaking news that happened literally one hour ago with the announcement from our boy Darkshines, who is here with us right now, that after almost a decade, the initiative will be leaving the Imperium. So I had Shines on the show today. Casanier, along from Goons. What? Talk about everything. Everybody. I know, Mark. I know, right? What? It's crazy. It's crazy. You could have told this, me about this. What? How is this? A, this is a thing. It happened. Oh, I'm sorry uh, you missed stop. it. Stop. What? Uh, what? Uh, you need to savor this, Mark. There are very few times when a, when a meta show co host gets to be the last to learn something. But uh, today was one of those days. I, I thought we were just going to be talking about the expansion. What the fuck? Oh, right. that's happening still? They, oh I thought God. they were going to. They were going to put that off. This is bigger news than the expansion. Let oh, me tell you. Geez. I mean, I did think it was weird that Shines was here. Uh, and Cass, why? Uh, what, what, what is it? I, I know why you're worried that Shines is here. It's because you can't handle anyone having as epic a beard. That is true. That is true. It, yeah, I have a little bit of. It's extremely. He's extremely competitive, right? That's, That's uh, true. Wow. That's how he ends up being a worm. And I know there is wormhole news today. So we can talk about that yeah, yeah, eventually. That. But we look, we got to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the pre-show. But listen, the top story, obviously, of the week is the initiative leaving the Imperium. So let me push our button and do our little cutscene, And then we're going to get into this and hear from Shines himself about what's going on. So top story of the day. As noted, Dark Shines, the Alliance Executor for the Initiative, in a state of the Alliance at 3 o'clock Eastern Freedom Time, that is 1900 Eve Time, made the big announcement that the Initiative is going to be leaving the Imperium. Shines, tell us all Hello. about it. Uh, How are you? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm pretty good. I was a bit nervous today, understandably, I hope. Uh, we had our soda today. Uh, at 1900 to coincide with the Goon Fireside. And we uh, basically announced that we would be leaving the coalition game of EVE Online, uh, that we were leaving the Imperium. Uh, one caveat is that we will be keeping the Imperium blue. Mutual standings will be maintained for the moment, at least, uh, to see what happens as a result of this, but also because we have... Um, made promises to B2 in the North that we would help them against Winterco and uh, and those guys, um, which we intend to uphold. Um, I think it's very important in this game that you keep your word. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a change in some regards. In some regards, like the immediate change, probably not much is going to be different at all. But uh, hopefully it spices the game up a bit and uh, maybe other groups would be encouraged to uh, see the light as well especially in hostile factions. Now, I, just to put this in perspective, and I, I'll, I'll say this from uh, as an in line member, uh, the the relationship between Init and Goons, Init and the rest of the Imperium has always been an interesting one. We have always had more autonomy than a lot of the other groups within the Imperium. Uh, Init has its own infrastructure, owns its own space, doesn't live in Delve, lives in Fountain, don't tell Frank I said that. Has uh, maintained separate mumble, separate auth, all, all that kind of stuff over the years, and has been largely you know, independent. So 
when I think about it, and, I, and I'm watching the, the reactions of some folks within both Goons and within the within initiative about what the change is going to be, I think to reiterate what Sean's just said, in the short term, it's not going to be that different. There's going to be a handful of small things. Now, Shines, you did mention a couple things that you think are going to be different in the short term. What did, what did you tell folks those were? Uh, so uh, the two biggest changes for initiative line members, I suppose, is uh, uh, more negatives. We're obviously, we're not going to be in the shared space agreement anymore, which uh, really only applies to Imperium members. Uh, so, uh, you know, Fountain will, will be... Uh, initiative and then Imperium space will be Imperium space. We won't be uh, we won't be able to do PVE in that side of things. Um, and then the other one is the access to the supermarket from uh, or the Imperium supermarket, which is uh, you know is definitely a, a big a boon to have as a as a group within the Imperium. So we'll we'll lose access to both of those things. Um, the, uh, the the obvious thing is that uh, while we will be allied to to Imperium, um, we won't be part of the agreements that were made on behalf of Imperium anymore. So, for example, we, Initiative is no longer part of the TTT agreement, uh, to name one thing. Um, so yeah, like I said, there's there's just because of the way things are at the moment, there's not going to be massive changes but it is a change and it's a change that i hope is the right thing for us to do obviously i i then i was try i tried to be very clear about this on our own sota that i don't know what the future is i don't know what changes ccp are making i don't know what's going to happen in nullsec i don't know what's going to happen in eve uh, i just want to try and make the game a bit more interesting uh to do right by our own members and um basically enjoy the game now, Kaz, can you go over some of the agreements that the the Imperium has together that are that are obviously are not going to apply to it anymore? I mean, I you know this stuff more than anybody since you were there for when most of them were created. Yeah, I mean, so it's it typically the Imperium has shared PVE space. No matter which alliance lives in any given portion, you can go and you can enjoy the space, so to speak, somewhere else and essentially live there if you really wanted to. Not a lot of people do that, but we do have a few and, and people will distribute themselves, especially because not everyone is active in the same time zone. Uh, Quirius, for example, has Tracaris living there. They're in the Chinese time zone. It's not, it's dead during US time. I wish I could get people to live there in US time. And that that's allowed by our policies. So obviously that's going to entirely change, right? With with this, we're going to completely separate that and you won't see any Imperium people up in Fountain doing PVE anymore. Right. That's a that's something that is pursuant to that compact and is not going to apply. Um, but by contrast, we're we're intending to keep, you know, blue standings and in military terms, like like Shines was saying. We're committed to the fight up north to whatever extent PanFam decides to be stupid up there. We'll respond, right? We're, we continue to want that, that that getting north is important to both of us still. And I think we continue, you know, Shines will probably talk more about this, but continue to see the, the whole game as a sort of longer war against PanFam, who threatens everyone at all the wrong times and is dangerous. Um, and, you know, I was just looking back at the logs of how we got our start. I had forgotten, even though I was playing at the time, the circumstances of in it joining uh, the, what was then the CFC. And it was right around the time of the Halloween War, and, which was, of course, right before BTEC R5. So we were very lucky to give Initiative their first serious taste of PanFam, early PanFam blood at the time, right, in the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, so I, I hope to see that continue, whatever the next thing is. I hope we're going to be there together, even if the day-to-day -day is going to somewhat change, right? And you're mostly going to be going through Fountain and not ice mining there, right? I think the other thing that I think everybody wants to know, and the big question is going to be, what is the status of the Tranquility Trading Tower Agreement? Shines, what's your take on the TTT? So I I was not involved in the TTT. That was all handled by obviously Imperium uh, leadership. Um, obviously, Imperium members got a share of the TTT. Uh, they didn't hoard it like certain alliances did. <coughs> test, and uh, <laughs> you know it's um, it's it's essentially the the agreement is in place with Imperium. So the reason that we couldn't withdraw from the agreement in January or February, whenever it was, was because it's, it was Imperium's name on the agreement, not 
individual alliances. Uh, so essentially, initiative is no longer part of the TTT agreement because we're no longer in the Imperium. We don't uh, we don't get income from the TTT, which is fine. Uh, I despise the TTT and everything that that it stands for. CCP need to fix that shit. Um, for now, I've got other things to worry about. The TTT is not high on my list of concerns, but uh, yeah. So does that mean that there is not an, an imminent attack on the TTT coming from in it? No, no. All right. But if there that's, was, that's I what say I said on stream. But you right, yeah, that's true. No future could, plans on the stream, right? It would be exactly. very cool. It's. I mean, it's not without its challenges, right? Because for someone to say yes to that question, they have to have really quite a lot of stuff set up in HiSec that is not part of our typical day-to-day, -day, right? Um, so, but yeah, it is. I mean, it's an interesting thing that... that Political opinion, even within the Imperium, is split on, right? The, the thing was originally a, a test and horde project where test got with the guys in horde who were who were having success up there and, and came essentially to us to pay us off because they knew that they couldn't establish that permanently without us paid off. Um, the payoff is still working. Um, I am curious to think, to ask what you think the, the fix would be, right? What should CCP do? I mean, the, the the only fix that they can have is, well, one of two things. Either number one, they remove the ability to insert markets in player structures in high sec, which I would be okay with because there's an abundance of NPC stations to use instead. Uh, or number two, remove, which makes more sense, uh, number two would be to remove keep stars, the ability to drop keep stars and socios in high sec. Um, somebody mentioned these are capital level structures. You need capitals to kill them. So why are they allowed in 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 uh, in high sec? Um, the big reason that the TTT exists is because uh, nobody wants to siege a keep star in high sec. Um, you need to do it with subcaps. You need to do it with um, uh, positive standings characters. You need to go through the war deck mechanics. You need to have the supplies. You need to be able and willing to feed on it because you're not able to you're not able to apply damage uh, through capitals, which would you know uh, damage capital very very quickly while your subcaps could fight. There's just everything is wrong. There is there is there is nothing right about having a keep star in high sec, whether it's a market hub or not. It it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, these things are killed by capitals. Uh, so why is it in an area of space uh, that it's inherently illegal to have capitals often, in? Often capitals fail to kill them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. So, so, so Shines, um, can I ask you another question? Because, I, you know, yeah. th th this is being asked of me, and I don't, I can probably answer it, but I think it's probably easier for you there. I'm being asked, can you explain the benefits of leaving the Imperium but staying blue? I can probably answer that, but it probably might be better coming from you. Sorry, can you repeat the question again? The benefits of leaving the Imperium but staying blue to goons and the rest of the Imperium. So, and this is no ill will towards goons or anything like that. Goons have been the best allies we've ever had and, and will likely continue to be. And the, the uh, feeling is mutual, right? It's like I, I was saying, it's 10 years of friendship and we've been through two wars against the whole rest of the game together. Oh my God, get a room! Sorry, sorry. I Mark had, can't I handle it. Mark can't well. handle it. What? what? Oh can, my God. Continue. These please guys. Continue. So, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, this is a game. Okay, so uh, keep in mind that, uh, you know, I still want to sit down and, and have beers with everybody in Goons and meet those guys at FanFest and stuff like that, all right? There's there's nothing, there's no Gurgoons over here. But if I could wake up tomorrow and the, all of the coalitions in the game were in shattered, like shattered apart, uh, and there was just a bunch of groups fighting each other, uh, I would be one of the happiest players in the game. All right. Now I can't control what other groups do. Uh, I can't control what CCB do with the mechanics. Uh, I can only control what we do as an alliance. Um, and I'm not a hypocrite. I don't like the idea of coalitions dominating the game. I like the idea of alliances fighting. I like the idea of uh, you know interregional wars. Why, uh, for example, when when Winterco attacked um, uh, B two. You know, suddenly Imperium and, and Pam Farm are getting involved because 
there's nothing else to do, right? <laughs> like, obviously, both sides were asked to be there, and both sides showed up, and both sides are helping. But uh, all that ends up happening is that conflict gets focused in one specific area of space, and there is nothing else happening. And yeah, Shanzi. you can, you can, you can change the region, you can change the the tickers slightly. But essentially, war after war after war is going to be the exact same thing. Um, and it's boring as fuck, right? It's stale. It's not different. It's not exciting. It's going through the motions. And uh, and that's a problem not with Imperium. That's a problem with the game. And that's a problem with the mechanics that CCP has put in uh, to basically force groups into, uh, into coalitions. I mean... Leaving the Imperium is not the logical thing to do, all right? If I want to be safe, if I want to have a sure future, if I want to maintain the status quo, then I don't change anything. But uh, that's not me, all right? I don't... Uh, you're I don't an illogical person is what you're saying, right? Yeah, fuck the logic. I mean, <laughs> I, I take the friendship very seriously in the sense of still seeing that there is a much bigger threat out there who continues to threaten, you know, any any space they can get their hands on will come over in multi-B2 if given just a second, right? And That's then, CCP, a, right? Yeah, well, is that who you're talking about? Them two. I meant okay, PanFam, right, right. though, right? Like I said, oh, okay, we got right, a taste got of, of big PanFam blood together for the first time, and I hope to see that again in the future because they are substantially more you know larger than than either of us and can be a problem uh but i do hope for a, an eve online with different mechanics that really you know gets us to a place where smaller groups can thrive without that that threat hanging over their head immediately and that is you know probably some more substantial refactoring we'll see how it goes um now, Mark, so from an on, outsider's hang on a second, perspective, hang on a second, hang on a second. I want to ask you a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is important. And I, yeah, from yeah, an outsider's sure. perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not in no. this whole thing. You're what right. it, you hear that you're hearing this for the first time? You're hearing the details. What do you think about this? Right. So, what I hear is a somebody who thinks that the game should be comprised more of smaller independent groups living. Uh, in generalized isolation where they interact with each other on a more frequent basis. I see where this is up, going. That don't share resources necessarily that are in constant competition with each other. Uh, and Dark Shines, I got to tell you, I have a C5 that is lovely. And I think you guys could, you just move right in there and it would be like nothing ever changed. Is it Teddy's C5? It's not that we're going to get to that. That's I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Did I blow yet? it? I blew it already. I'm sorry. Oh my right, gosh, go the son of a bitch. But no, no, I'm thrilled, man. I, I'll tell you what. The you know, I, I try and position myself as a as a, a CSM member and a wormholer, as a champion of the little guy. Um, and one of the things that people, you know, little guys, I mean, I'm sure Phantomite right now is creaming his jeans. Uh, you know, somewhere on that fair. He doesn't island. watch this show. We we doxed him, remember? That's Fair enough. Uh, he, I, I think that any situation where you have larger groups that are, even if they're not uh, immediately hostile to each other, uh, but are that are that are you know positioning themselves as more individualized, independent units, I think that's good for the game. I think the idea that groups don't necessarily like one of so there's a I don't know if you guys know this. There's a Discord uh, that the wormholers congregate in called No, Praise, really? Praise, Praise Bob. Wait a minute. And when did this thing? When did this become a it, thing? It's, it's true. I have a token of our of our divine ancestry here. This is our divine spirit, right? I keep that here for that reason. Anyway, uh, there's a saying in Praise Bob, uh, which is to say, I said it one time, or uh, maybe not me, maybe it was somebody else. But we're, 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 regardless, the saying is, why is everybody got to be so nice all the time? Why can't people just be real bitches to each other? Uh, and I agree. I think that it's the game is better when there are more groups that are more engaged with each other and not just sitting around holding hands, you know, giving a little old on the side. You know, none of that business. Like, I think this is a great move. I'm excited. You're, to getting, see. you're getting called out in chat here. 
Mark. Someone with purple text is alleging that you might be some sort of hypocrite and the wormholers don't always act this Pre-made, way. staged wormhole fights where you all go, That's hey, not wrong. Here. I mean, if we Maybe all recall, here. Mark is the rental king of Wicked Creek now. So Only bring battle cruisers and one of you brings marauders. Uh, I don't know who this is, but he's off the mark because I don't bring marauders. I bring uh, Zernitra's is my go-to uh for I, and paladins though you bring paladins too. i brought paladins once and it was two uh, if one time i mean come on once this once i hadn't well. had a chance to move in our doctrine yet give me a break they were crab ships anyway so I essentially think mark is poppy correct but you you are everything closer. you hate oh man i'm being i mean what, what what tell me about everything you hate though. so you're initiative is no longer bound by the imperium's anti-renting policy either Ooh, right that's true what what is what is about to happen here is is it about to be initiative is suddenly the rental lords of all of i haven't looked at the southeastern agreement and is it the imperium's name on it or is it no. shines name on it i think it was Set, each individual this, alliance right the southeastern agreement is uh imperium so asher has signed it on behalf of imperium and because we were the ones who were pushing for it originally uh i've signed it on behalf of behalf of initiative Oh dear. Uh, okay, so you're still. You're so that still stays. Okay. So the Southeast Agreement stays in effect then. The safe. Southeast. The yeah. The the Southern Agreement doesn't change from our point of view. All right. And in in terms that of is rental, a good question. Yeah, about renting. In in, in terms of rental, uh, you know, when when we announced at the end of the last war that that uh, you know renting would not be a thing anymore, that you know fountain the, the space that we took for ourselves was going to be for ourselves. Uh, the response from members was overwhelmingly supportive. Uh, so, you know, we've no intention to look at renting anymore. Oh, yeah. Very good. What I would say, however, is that renting is extremely lucrative uh, and it leads oh, yeah. to a, a massive space grab by the bigger groups. So if CCB really want to embrace a fresher and, uh, you know, more interesting NullSec, that means more groups in space. That means less space for the bigger groups. And that means you need to find a way to uh, not stop renting, but, you know, make it painful, really, really painful. I, and I, I don't know if I would take that tack, but more think of it as what is renting doing as a game mechanic? And this is, we've had a lot of conversations actually with them behind the scenes, trying, trying to work through these sort of topics, because I don't want to be in a position where I would ever have to say to them, you need to nerf this mechanic and it's a certain play style, but rather, how does renting work? What does it do? How does it fit into the architecture and value of space? And should you actually need renters to achieve that? No, you shouldn't. There should be other mechanics that let you do that with your space and and have other opportunities for people to do things. So these are those are very valuable topics. But yeah, it is a very powerful mechanic. Um, at the same time, what you get from the membership in terms of loyalty and respect for not doing it, like you said, the reaction is enormously positive. Right. So very interesting um, stuff. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is like, and this is something CCP, uh, and I said it earlier, they need to address is that uh, like any uh, any group that is trying to make something of themselves in EVE, uh, I mean, we're established, we have an experienced leadership team, uh, goons have a massive member base, so their income is, is okay. Like, you know, all the established alliances in the game do okay. But any new group that's coming up are trying to become somebody and even, and you know, like CCP done a massive push on new members. And that's super important because you, you need new blood and everything. And NullSec is not different. You need new blood in, in NullSec in all areas of space, but it's just not a possibility because the income streams are not there. Like the majority of income streams generated by players are handled by outside mechanics. And, you know, the corporation stuff that they've mentioned sounds cool, but that does fuck all for, you know, alliances and, and groups that are trying to uh, trying to be more than just a corp in high sector or, or low sector. All right. So the corporations, again, you know, it's a positive change. Like what they've, what they've, um, what they've said is on the way, uh, whatever that is, I, I don't have the details, but they've, they've said it is on the way. Uh, but again, it, it feels like it's, uh, They've kind of missed the the important point again is that if, if you want more content, more fights and shit happening, yeah, you know, you need to it needs to be on an alliance level. Um yep. not just the corp level. All right. Hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to take a point of personal privilege here because a lot of people have been asking me in the last half an hour and or hour and a half of what's happening with the Meta Show, what's happening with me, what's happening with all of this kind of stuff. So let me get on my soapbox, although I'm not going to put the soapbox graphic up because I haven't fixed it yet. Shines and I have been talking for a while, um, and I've talked to Waking T, and I've talked to Merkel Chen, and I've talked to Asher, and I've talked to a number of people. And this is the Meta Show on the Imperium News Network. I am, in addition to being the host of the Meta Show, I am also the breaking news anchor lead for INN, for the Imperium News Network. I am one of the faces of the Imperium News Network. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to have somebody hosting the Meta Show who is not in the Imperium, since in it has left the Imperium. Now, I am a line member. I am not important. I have never been important. I have never striven to be anything more than a line member in the game EVE Online. I have been a CSM member. My term is up in four months because they extended us because I'm pretty sure CCP wants to fuck with me personally again. And I've been doing that for four years. It's been a long time, and I'm looking forward to transitioning out like my friends Merck and Nam, who are former members who also have served as long as I have. It's been a long time. I am in the top 10 all-time CSM length serving people. That was not the most eloquent way of saying that, but that's You did try. So it, it is. <laughs> so when I'm done with the CSM, all I have left is this show. And if I'm not in the Imperium anymore, I won't have this show, obviously. So I talked to Merck, I talked to a lot of different people, and I have had a standing offer to join Karma Fleet for the last five years. But I haven't done it. And I haven't done it for the exact same reason that Shines was talking about with some of the other folks in these big coalitions. It was cushy. It was easy. It was what I knew. It was, I've been with STK and my group for years. I have been hanging out within it for years. I know everybody. They know me. I like all of them. They like me. It's fun to hang out. There was nothing hard about it. There was nothing interesting. There was nothing new. And that gets kind of stagnant, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And it was true for the Imperium with Init in it, and now Init is leaving for greener pastures, but not the least of which to try something different because nobody else does this kind of stuff. People don't leave these big groups. And these big groups, at least alliance-wise, don't leave these big coalitions. If we ever did a show where Horde left PanFam or PL or NC Dot left PanFam, it would be huge news. It would be crazy. So the idea that in it leaving the Imperium is not a big deal, it is a big deal, and it's a big deal for a lot of people. And one of those people is me. And so after about a, a, a solid, at least a week, and for much of my vacation last week, which is why I was not here, I was in Amsterdam hang, having fun, but also struggling with the what do I do, I've made the decision that after the show, and once you know we get rolling around to do this, that I will be, be leaving the initiative and joining Karma Fleet. This is a big decision. It is very difficult for me to make. Um, but I think it's the right one. And I'm looking forward to the next chapter of my Eve career. And maybe it means I'll be in leadership. Maybe it means I'll have space work to do. Maybe it means absolutely nothing and everything will go on the same way that it was before. But for the same reasons that Shines wants to take in it out of the Imperium and go do his own thing, I feel like it's time for me to do the same thing. So I wanted you all to hear it first. I've done my best to keep the lid on it as much as possible. I know it might have gotten leaked elsewhere. That was not my intention. I wanted you all to hear it from me before anything else. But I figured this was the time now to say it since everybody was asking. So the uh, meta show will still be led by someone in the Imperium. It'll be okay. Shines, I love you. I'm not, you know, I, this is the hardest thing I've done in this game in a long time. <laughs> pretty, yes. pretty rough to He's make dead. him sit here for that. Honestly, that was that was tough. There you go. Man, I almost 
<laughs> I almost choked up there. Fleet, why, yeah. as the secret mm-hmm. creator of Karma Fleet, let me welcome you to, to the Swarm Federation, Brisker Ball. So um, we're happy to have you and equally happy to still continue to be friends right. with your former alliance. Right. So let's all continue that. Right. And I, and I will I will make a statement to the to the guys in Discord before I leave and then uh, uh, we'll work it out. But uh, tonight will be my first Saturday Night Swarm officially as just a Karma Fleet member, which will be interesting. Uh, so, in terms of Fountain Frank, I haven't talked to Frank. I don't even know if he knows what's going on. He, he wasn't at the soda. Yeah. So uh, I'll have to find out from him what's going to happen, what he's going to do. But he's still the Imperium have, spokesman, as far as I I'm have aware. a I have a suspicion about where Frank might end up, but we'll leave it for another show. No future okay. plans. Okay, you know, That's fine. I have a I have a thought. Just so, I know I know how this game works. I know mm-hmm. where Frank lives, so we'll see. There you go. That works for me. All right, so that's done. We're done with this shit. Do you guys want to talk about other things that happened this week? Because we have some some news besides you know the fact that initiatives leaving the imperium right so let's do it we're gonna go to everything else in the universe fell out of my head everything just stopped this week yeah it all just Mm -hmm. all right so we're gonna go to pearson the corporate veil we're gonna talk a little bit about the expansion because we have some more news about what's going to be in it and i want to hear from shines and kaz what they think because this is um it's an expansion yes It it is it is an expansion it is All right. So the first, oh, well, all right. Uh, let me let me be brief before we get to the expansion. Let me just throw this out there. Um, CCP announced that they they put out a new fan fest documentary. It's out now. I am not in it. Mark is not in it, so they can promote their shit themselves. Yeah. Next up, player may billboards are coming back. This is good news. This is good news. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that everybody will take advantage of these because it's like. Uh, we've been waiting for them to let us put these billboards back in forever. So it's not just that, do you have clear vision? He does, or he doesn't, depending on which day of the week it is. What's a fish uh, I get a real, I get a real kick out of being docked in the station and seeing my face just real fast come up in the list of CSM people. Cause it rotates through that every, every five, like 10 seconds. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. There's nothing else. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, else. it's so bad. It's ridiculous. Quave. Now, upwell structure personalization. This has become, I think, the the big news. Obviously, we have been asking for a long time Mm -hmm. from CCP for structure skins. Mm. And let me be clear, this was not an, an easy thing for them to implement. It was not an easy thing for them to do. It was not an easy thing for uh, them to put together. Now, are we happy about all of this? No. Is it the greatest implementation they could have done? Probably not. But let me walk you through what they're doing. So essentially, all of the different, and I, I, won't, I won't play this because you're not going to be able to hear it, but I mean, you can, mm-hmm. you can see they, they, they run through, they talk a little bit about the different things. You're going to be able to pick different colors. You're going to have three different color channels that you can, you can uh, go in and change uh, on each of these structures. And you can do lots of cool things. And then, they also talked about you know how they're going to run this so you're going to purchase these using corp evermarks Mm -hmm. all right and here is on the screen now people were freaking out about the the costs i don't know if any of the costs are correct but the whole concept you're going to you're basically the the longest you're going to be able to purchase one of these for for each individual structure is six months yeah, 180 days. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People need to, I, I've That's seen crazy. people panicking about this before. I think they just need to look at like a fuel cost. Like Evermarks are a fuel that you can now put into your structures and make them turn a color. I mean, people are going to complain right. about the fact that it's, it's, it's not a one-time cost, but you got to imagine, imagine a group like Karma Fleet, right? Where, you know, you you have so many members who, who who can contribute Evermarks all at the same time. I have no idea what the Karma Fleet Evermarks wallet looks like. I know what mine looks like. And we're 40, 40 million Evermarks is what we have in our Yeah, that's in insane. Karma Fleet that's, that's truly so many. So if there was no way to use these, if eventually you would get to a point where you've now skinned all your structures, however you want them. You've put all the, you know, the goon coloration, the goon regalia, 
over the top of them, and then you have no reason to ever spin these things again. So yeah. the fact that they're there, it's a monthly thing is not that big of a yeah. deal, I don't think. And I think that the the, the other big question, uh, damn it, I lost them. Well, let me find this thing. Uh, there it is. No, that's not it. Anyway, the um, mm. the the big question was always going to be: so how are they going to implement structure skins? What were what are we going to be able to do with them? And how are we going to buy them? And now I've heard a lot of complaints. There were a lot of complaints on Push to Talk. If you guys watched that earlier, about the Evermarks being some part of some failed NFT scheme of Hillmars. I'm not aware of that being the case. The the Evermark thing has always been a CCP Rattati, uh philosophy. And his mm-hmm. whole philosophy, and he's explained this publicly, so I'm not breaking NDA here. His whole sure. thing was he wanted an in-game currency that couldn't be traded, mm-hmm. that was designed specifically to provide substantial rewards that people wanted for things they did in the game. Yeah. Okay. That was what he wanted. That, the, that was the goal. And I see people saying Aram and going back to Aram and stuff. Well, you could buy Aram. No. So it wasn't, it was, that was, that was, it, it's not, you can't purchase Evermarks at all. The only way you can do it is by running these, these dumb Paragon missions in high sec. Now, yes, if you yeah. want to make the argument that you can buy it, you can buy the stuff because you're buying, you know, a ship off the market or you're making a ship or you're buying the minerals or whatever you're doing to buy the ship to complete the, 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 the pay uh, to, to do the, to get the Evermarks that that is you, you're arguing you're, you're buying it there, but you're not, mm-hmm. you're not spending actual money directly in the game. And that's, yeah. I think that was, that was important to him. And that's why he designed this. And the whole concept of Evermarks, it was, it was supposed to start with these Paragon mission missions, but it's going to expand so that there are going to be a lot of things you're going to be able to do in the game to earn these. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, what, what you do with them is going to be, it's all going to be for customization. It's going to be things like, obviously, like, you know, the, the, the already implemented corporation skins and alliance skins and now the structure skins. And then maybe there'll be stuff in the future. But I, and I will yeah. say this, if you look at like the way that they did these art assets and they created a whole new graphical interface to do this and everything like that, there's nothing that could stop them from expanding that to other things. Well, and you shouldn't look at it something like that and assume it's done, right? Like, right. just like the when we saw the first personalization thing on the back end of the the ship fitting interface, like it is fair to say that that is a work in progress. I think, and I think anybody who looks at that doesn't see a finalized product. And the same thing applies to this the Skinner tool, right? Like, this is and, and the the Evermark economy as it is too. I think people are putting a lot of stock in just kind of what they've seen in the video and you know what what they've seen out of Evermark so far. I, I I do not believe this is a finalized product. I think right. that this is probably still something they're going to continue to work on, continue to try and iterate on until it is, like he has said before, and like you just said, a reward for playing the game and not just a reward right. for logging in or a reward for swiping a credit card. Yeah, now, if they take the opportunity and make this into something where you get daily quest rewards or whatever Eve's equivalent is and various things can generate these and you have a pool to draw from, then it, it becomes much more dynamic where the initial implementation has just sat since in since uprising and had pretty low engagement, right? That is the bottom line. A lot mm-hmm. of it's it's annoying and difficult to do. You only get to do one thing a day. It doesn't provide that much. So people are feeling a little, you know, sticker shocked by the numbers they have seen. But they have an think- opportunity to just hugely expand the funnel here yeah right and i think that's that the, whether those numbers are accurate or not and we don't know because we had that that's not the final implementation obviously but in addition they've also said over and over again that they're going to provide ways for us to get more evermarks than just going to these high stakes stations and running these dumb missions which i drives that. me crazy because they're so bad i hate being forced to go to high sec every day <laughs> yeah they're so bad to run a damn one mission and it's every night 22 hours and i bitched about it loud and, and long at the csm summit in february i'm like guys you got to give us more more ever marks more ways to create ever marks and more things to use them on because frankly at some point people are going to want to use these shines how many do you guys intend to do anything with these with the structure stuff do you even care about this is this is this something that alliance leadership thinks is hey this looks fun or is this something that's just going to turn into more work for you guys uh, if it is accessible and easy to do, then yeah, absolutely, it's cool. Uh, and obviously, the art team is one team that delivers time after time. However, uh, the current iteration of how you generate Evermarks uh, means that it's not going to be a thing. Um, 
Right. Ideally, what would happen is the Paragon station would have never come about, and instead a Paragon agent would just be available in uh, you know, every Keepstar or every NPC station. Or, or let us rent them. Let us rent yeah, them for our members, right? Now. Correct. Have them hang out in space, exactly. right? Something, right? You need to make it like CCP have a habit of trying to make things uh, difficult in the name of interesting mechanics. And sometimes it works, and other times it's super dumb. And, uh, you know, I love the idea of, of customization and personalization. I, again, the art team in CCP is, 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 is that one department that you can never complain about. Because they just deliver time after time, but um, like I think I went to Jitta twice and done the Paragon stuff on on Shines, uh, and then I just stopped because it was so fucking tra- like it's it's so fucking tedious to do. Like exactly. I don't sit yeah. in high sec, you know. I can't. Uh, yeah, they're bad. I can't just jump clone up there because I need my jump clones for other things. Like it's just it's super dumb. It's not accessible. Yep. Um. I bought a monitor icon with the Paragon marks, which I think is super cool. Again, I think the idea is super cool, but right. I got those ever marks from, uh, from the, uh, the login campaigns, from right? The dailies, correct. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly right. No, then yeah. that's that's why I have the one correct ship now on certain pilots will have a fatty on it, and that's it, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what I've got I'm, on most of, especially because I have so many alts, right? Which is so common among like power power players that they're going to be using a random pilot that they barely log in on a regular basis i you know those guys will have one or two icons and that's it right so it's frustrating i hope they change all yeah. this but especially like you're, you're not going to get like you have to do this in a holding corporation right like what you said so 1dq is held by a holding corporation b170 if we want to update b170 it's in a holding corporation so do i ask people to put a bunch of alts into the holding corp but don't give them roles and then Tell them to go and sell fucking rifters to CCP and Jitta. I mean, it's just super dumb. And this is what frustrated me more than anything. And let me get into this because this is a big deal. We told them from the beginning, this is how every major organization, whether it's wormhole space, whether it's low sec, whether it's null, every major group has all of their infrastructure, all of their assets in a holding corporation so that it can't get stolen by somebody. Cause that's the whole point of playing Eve is to steal shit like that. Part of the point. So we told them there has to be a way for corporations to pass Evermarks through to the holding corp. Yeah. Otherwise none of these are ever going to get used except for like maybe in a small three, you know, 10 person wormhole group or some small high sec corp or, or whatever. You're never going to see them in null sec. Cause nobody's ever going to be able to do that. And we were promised, and they we, they made it clear, and 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 Swift has said that they intend that that will be a mechanic. It will not launch with the update when the update goes through sometime this month, but it will launch shortly thereafter. Now, Arendis, I know what you're going to say, and I agree with you 100%. This company's track record on iteration is not great, but when they say something like that as categorically as I have seen it said publicly, that tells me that they are going to do it. So I'm going yeah. to take them at face value that this that this issue will be solved. But I'll tell you, if it's not, I'll be the first one out there screaming with a pitchfork because I told them six months ago that this was going to be a problem and they needed to make it happen. That's a that's a major frustration with CCP, at least that I have, is that uh they can do so many cool things and they, they come up with super cool ideas and you know there's there's stuff that players should be hyped about. And this is kind of this is similar feedback I've given on the uh, the T2 dreads. Like all of this stuff sounds super cool. Customizable skins for keep stars, super cool. Uh, you know, customized jump gates, super cool. T2 dreads, super cool. Skins aren't accessible. And the way industry and resources are in EVE at the minute, we don't know our dreads going to be accessible. So what the fuck is there to be hyped about until they address some basic mechanics instead yeah, of uh, they, There's a lot riding on the quality of the delivery, as a matter of fact, with this expansion. I really like many of the things they've put together. It, seem, it has seemed, since we saw a glimpse at it the first time, seemed like a potentially cohesive whole that I like the pieces of. But you're absolutely right that many of those pieces to succeed have other things or dependencies that either we know won't be in at launch or that are sort of unclear or, you know, we're not sure about yet. So I have, I still am sort of optimistic or I want to be right. I don't, I don't want to be out there being 
negative about the X pack just yet, but you're right that there is a lot of, of unknowns or known unknowns, right? Potential stuff that can go wrong here. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mark, mm. what do you think about the Lancer dreads, the T2 dreads? I think Panda Ralica is probably very pleased with himself right now. Um, I I think the T2 dreads are interesting. And I've said that kind of off and on over the last couple of months because you know all the little worm babies have been asking me about the T2 dreads and what I was able to say about the T2 dreads and what I thought about the T2 dreads. And fact of the matter is, like, I have no clue how these things are going to be implemented. I don't know if they're actually going to get implemented at all. I can say that for wormhole space, their primary function, uh, which is their big debilitator ray, the the lance that causes um, your ship to not be able to do a handful of things, is not as useful as as it might be elsewhere. Um, you know, we even we you know we were talking the other day about you know what maybe if it also uh, would would cause you to um you're you know just give your ship like polarization that might be interesting but for us i mean we're i don't know i don't i don't really see it it doesn't do much for me but for groups like um snuffed out for groups like uh you know any of the blocks uh maybe as a defensive measure to keep fleets from retreating uh, or, or keep things tackled um i kind of i'm it's it's interesting but like I think it's way too early, way too early to say how these things are going to fit into the meta. I, I, I think they're they're neat. Um, you know, I like the the artwork for them. I mean, I, you know, the the animation is cool for the lance, but um, this is it, what what I think is interesting about this. Without going into into you know details about it, is this these T two caps have maybe been the most contentious thing we've had to talk about all year uh, within the CSM internally. I don't know if there are 10 people on the CSM, there are probably 10 different opinions about these T2 caps, um, which if if nothing else means that CCP has found themselves upon some kind of meta breaking point and we'll be interested to see how it goes one way or the other. And I have to say, I hate the fact that uh, this whole debate over these has has kind of landed me in, in the lap of some of the CCPers who have been arguing that despite all of the claims from the community that, that, that are concerned about these T2 dreads, that they really want to just put them in and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I kind of agree with that to a certain extent, like as much as, and again, Arendis is going to kick me in the balls for saying this, they can, they can iterate on them later. They can, they can t- get good data and see what's happening. And if they are as, as meta changing as people expect them to be, then they can tone them down. But in the meantime, I just kind of want to see what happens. And one of the, the biggest area, the biggest issue that we hear from folks that are very concerned about the way that these new lances are going to work is that this could really impact jump freighter logistics. Kaz, that's your big mm. concern. Yeah. You've been vocal about it. Tell us, tell us what you think is the issue. It certainly seems paradigm shifting in a way that no one knows exactly what would play out, right? Because there, there are many different layers to the decision-making, right? It's true that currently a lot of, of export logistics from NELSEC and LOSEC flows through LOSEC to HiSEC gates as a jump freighter load, right? That's the way that they get used and they're relatively safe when used that way and, and relatively safe in general. You don't see a lot of jump freighter kills out on the kill board, but that's because people only use them in the, the ways that they are safe. If you use a jump freighter some other spot where it's not safe, it quickly dies. It's very famous. It was originally named Ninking. It takes exactly or less than one dreadnought to kill a jump freighter successfully. Right? It's it's easy. They're tuned around being high sec freighters. Right? That's what their hit points and mechanics are all balanced around. So all of a sudden, it seems like previously the safe point where they did get used is very much no longer safe in a in a way that the mechanics don't support counterplay without just dropping a citadel right on the gate and watching it all the time. Right, but with the, between the ability to have the dread cloaked or have log off traps and and get the timing down, people are very concerned. But so then, what happens when if that were to go live? Do people continue to try and do it and increase their rates? Do they shift where their logistics is happening and try to hide it and move a lot more stuff through a very difficult high sec terrain? Right after the Pachman changes, I don't necessarily know the answers to that. Right, there are many options that all of uh, you know people are discussing right during this period of uncertainty. Uh, which is interesting. I don't know how to predict how that might go down. And, but the, 
the numbers are such that I would sort of prognosticate a big economic recession of some kind if it is as serious as all the jump reader pilots are saying, right? And it, it certainly seems like it because, well, there's not much of a counter, right? If they get the drop on you, it's over, right? So that that is a systemic sort of risk just because of the amount of the economy that is supported by jump freighters as a very expensive, very safe, very slow sort of tax on, on logistics. But even- I think that's... Go ahead, Shines. Sorry. But like even that, I just see someone saying in 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 chat, and they're not wrong. Like in t- like jump freighter stuff is too safe. Stop forcing us to fucking jump freighter. Like we don't want to go to high sec to do stuff. We want to do all the shit locally. Uh, yeah. Stop forcing groups to go to high sec. But Kaz is right. Like the, the what I said. Somebody asked me. I can't remember who it was. What do you think of these dreads? And the answer I gave was, I will be more surprised to see jump freighters get into high sec than I will be to see jump freighters on the kill board. Because you can be guaranteed snuff and other groups like them are going to sit on those high sec gates and are going to lance every time a fucking jump freighter comes along. And to anyone thinking, oh, just counter drop them, go for it. You can yeah, drop right. snuff when they're formed. <laughs> Have in their fun home. with that. <laughs> it, you know, it's not realistic so right yeah if, if, if this change comes out in its current uh current uh you know the, the way it is jump freighters are completely rip and snuff is just going to be farming kills all day i might join snuff actually if that comes down, <laughs> uh, but you know what yeah. i mean it's uh and i've tried to make clear to them they're often they look at public opinion and they see a divide in public opinion and we've tried to make clear to them that in this particular case, the divide is coming from people who want very, really very easy kills in a sense, right? They're just cheering the possibility of, of some dismay. So, but I, you know, I'm not sure what the universe would look like if that went down that way. Um, we'll have to see. I think what, what is often misunderstood is, yeah, jump readers are pretty safe. And I would support changes that in keeping with their existing play style, where they have to pay attention, they have to, to, to check for certain things and make sure that, that all of their pieces are in order, right? Um, there could be changes that affect that play style, but this is not, not in line with those, those changes at all, right? Right now, if, if you have to play that way, if you have to play around a dread drop and you're moving things, you're not using a jump reader. You're using something else that's better at moving stuff if you have to put yourself in that situation. A Titan with some real freighters, Maybe a super carrier, it depends what the thing is, right? But it, that's where what you would be using in those situations. You just don't have to deal with that because jump freighters can't deal with it, right? If I have to take something out that needs big cargo and, and can have fit capital tank, I'll take a warp wall, mm-hmm. right? But it's just not the same situation. So I do think they seriously like screwed up almost by accident. Of course, they just want the Lance to work. They just want it to have a unified game design and they don't want to have to make a stupid exemption for the low set gate. But you know what? The Hick points already have exactly that exemption for exactly this reason. They'll tackle a capital, a combat capital on the low set gate, but will they do it to a jump freighter or a subcap? No. Right. So we'll so, see what they decide. Right. Just just to clarify one thing then as well. Sorry, I know we're running, we're running late, but uh, like somebody's two things. One, why are we using high sector import stuff? Just stop. To build anything you have in the to. game, even T1 ammo, anything that requires titanium, which is everything, you have to import from high sec. Kaz will be able to explain all this much better than I can. Uh, and the way and then, to think of, of jump raiders is as the release valve. Anything that can't be done locally, can't be transported some more efficient way, people will pay for the safety and length of a jump freighter, right? They pick up all of the leeway in the economy. And now we're talking about trying to just choke that off and it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, the lances. It's not that a lance can kill a jump freighter with just the lance damage. It's that it stops it jumping the gate. So that's the thing. That's the big deal. That's, that's going to be an issue. I I, I don't disagree with the mechanic. It's just, it's going to kill jump freighter logistics. That's all. I think, I think as the CSM has talked, correct me if I'm wrong, but we would all support the lances just with damage. If someone is going to get a couple lancers together and skill shot a jump freighter out of mid warp such that it dies before landing, I think that belongs in EVE Online. Actually, that could be okay. But the fact that just one tick and you can't take the gate anymore and it just, that's a paradigm shift we don't need. I don't, I don't even know necessarily if it's just the, the fact that because the one, the problem is the one tick can apply to you in warp. 
right? You, right. If, you, yeah. if you if you get hit by the damage at all, you get hit by the the effect. Um, so you can the the fact that you can be hit by a effectively a you know a scram, a hick scram while you are in warp is kind of broken. I I don't mind it for null sec. Like I don't I like I think it's kind of cool. It'll open up a lot of avenues in null sec. Right. I just think in low sec, specifically around the 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 gates is is broken. I think it would be cool in low sec in general, again for fighting, but just for ganking jump freighters, it's 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 too OP. It's uh, it's too much. It is. Right. It is. We're nearing the end of the show, but I know Mark Mark has stuff he wants to talk about, so we're not gonna leave without letting Mark have his say for oh wormhole God, time. It's finally wormhole time. <laughs> wormhole time. You've waited so long. All right. Do you, what do you do? Mark. What do you want to do? You want to talk about Teddy or you want to talk about the fight? You tell me which one uh, you want to do first. Uh, we'll do the Teddy thing last. I want to talk about the fight first. So right. so here we go. Wait, 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 we got yeah, we, yeah, we have a new graphic. We have a new graphic for Marky Mark. When we talk about wormhole or fights, so here it is. Mark's epic wormhole battles of the century of the week. So fucking stupid. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Incredible. Here it is. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. This was the big story of the week. Local uh, Nullsec group masquerading as wormholers. Paper numbers was nearly evicted by a local high set group masquerading as wormholers Parabellum and their <laughs> band of merry men. Uh, and what you see here is the end result of that, which is Parabellum fed badly, fed very badly. Uh, and this is with, par- uh, with paper numbers making the bold and incorrect decision to fight on the hold timer. You should not do that. Uh, groups will absolutely form as hard as possible for the whole timer, knowing that there is a confirmed kill uh, at the end of it, and they don't just have to wait for another timer. You should always try and take it on the armor timer if you can. Um, I don't know if it's different in Nullsec, but it's definitely the way it's done out in my part of space. But the uh, plus side of that was that they did give them enough time to infill a lot of friendlies. Uh, my good friends in Wolves Among Strangers, the Lupus Alliance, um outfit 418 and blue loot not included were there laser hawks were there even my group had a couple guys there even though those timers were absolutely tragic for us uh and yeah as you can see here pretty clear loss for parabellum if you scroll down just a little bit here brisky uh what you're gonna see is a lot of a lot of dead paladins a lot wow that's a lot of dead paladins yeah a lot of dead that's that's gotta warm the cockles of your heart a lot of dead paladins Oh, oh, so good. So, listen, I'm just telling you, there aren't a whole lot of things that really get me going anymore, but all those dead paladins, oh, that's the good stuff. Anyway, so yeah. 31 was, of the 32 paladins involved They did died. It did. So badly. It was mm, ah, shit. magnificent. And then 23 uh, and, on the other side, which is also good. So, hey, yeah, you know. Also, I, listen, any paladins that die bad. are good uh, for me. The Zernitra lived, which is great. Everybody knows I'm a Zernitra fetishist. Uh, so I'd love to see that sticking around. Uh, and, yeah, paper numbers continue to live. Their C2 does not get uh, evicted. They did lose a couple structures, I think, earlier in the week. Um, but the, uh, the 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 final timer was great. They they survived. Everybody seemed to have a good time. Uh, there is a video up. Uh, if, you, if you go looking for it, the story of... And then whatever the name of this fucking hole is, J122638. I think somebody put together a video of some of the fights if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, love to see this one. Uh, Parabellum, notorious for trying to evict groups in low-class holes because uh, they can blob with a thousand paladins and they infill all their friends from you know all across the Russo sphere. Uh, so seeing this one kind of get rebuffed uh, feels very, very good. And I like it a lot. And it's mm, it's so good um so that's that that's that stuff all right so Uh, now we have another story of a scrappy little group that was a joke little group a scrappy Scrappy tiny 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 little little group group. i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this one going from low class to high class they're moving on Double wormhole time double wormhole time i know i get two two wormhole stories in one show stories this week it's incredible tiny uh the second one the second one i wanted to give a good shout out to listen People say C5 space is empty, and it is, but today it's a little less empty because what we have for you today is the notice and public announcement 
that the group out Fox led by my good friends, Teddy GBYC and Ashley trainer of Ashley's blog fame. And when we say tiny, that was a joke. They are not tiny. They're real big. Yeah. They're, they're pretty big group, pretty major. One of the last big C4 groups actually in, in, in um, wormhole space. Although there are new ones every day, uh, but they are, they, you know, have been maybe the biggest group uh, in C4 space for a while uh, ever since, singularity syndicate moved out or wholesale moved out one of those two either way they are moving they are moving, moving. on they up have, they have announced today that they are leaving low class space to a c5 if you go to one of those that that other picture the big blue picture uh that i sent you they have right here you can see they've uh they've now destroyed all of their suitcases all of their freighters are now dead they have popped their home defense capitals they're, they're as a result, their men were malmotivated. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and so now they have no way back. They're, the deed is done. And I, I bring this to you, tea, goons and friends of goons, to tell you that things are not nearly as bad as they seem. CCP does some dumb stuff. This is true. Uh, you know, but today we, we you know, we, we see one group moving on to bigger and better things. Celebrating life. And then also whatever the initiative is doing. So. Right. We uh hey you know, the game is good. The game is good. Eve Online is still worth playing for somehow in 2023. It's incredible. Mark, no can I ask a really them. stupid question? Please. Why did why did they blow their stuff up? Why didn't they just try to get it out? Because you can't get it out of a C4. They no, they can't, can't they can't they it. filament out of something like or anything? Ah, they can't. They can't. We killed filament. Did, oh yeah, we killed that. Uh, That's right. We killed that. I love oh, it. Hmm. I love listen, listen, this is such a gangster move. You know what this is? You know what this is? I'll tell you what this is. I don't know if you guys read uh, much Tolkien, but in the Silmarillion, it talks about how the, one of the first kings of the elves came across the sea between uh, the land where the gods lived and the lands where people would in, in Middle Earth. And when they landed on Middle Earth, he burned their fleet as if to say, we cannot go back. Right. Uh, and the, the name escapes me because it's been a long time. Since His Thank name you. was Marco Ramius. That you. was the name of the king. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Burn the fleet. What they, happens to him? Well, it, it doesn't go great uh, for him, and it, it doesn't go great very quickly. Fucking but, nice. but you know, uh, maybe you learn from history. Who knows? So, science, please save me from this nerdery. It went better for Cortez. Did, I'll put it that way. That is true. That Did is you true. happen to get the J number of his new wormhole? Yeah, uh, yeah, we should find out what that is. I right? think I'm thinking about expanding into C5 so I can go and get some gas because CCP is forcing me to go get fucking gas from Wormwood. He's got a he's got a fart oh, gas. He's got a sniff you, fart gas now. You just so. learned you learned about that now, huh? Welcome yeah. to Independence, Giants. If only if only you knew somebody with a, with a I knew it all along. I just never had to do it before. <laughs> Mark, That's all I've friends, got. Uh, oh, it's trying to we're, we're more than friends. We're complaining about int- industry is intimate. a great note to end this on. We're intimate. There yes. No, I, I'm excited. The game is still somehow good. I'm so glad to be back. And I noticed that you did not take very long to change your icon there, Brisk, to the old fat B. It looks good on you. There you go. That's it. It's uh end of an era. It feels weird, but uh, I'm sure I'm going to get used to it. So I'm going to be going and saying bye to the Enic bros and bye to my SDK bros tonight. And then uh, we'll we'll get everything set up. And then I'm going to go see Spider-Man tonight, too. So I got I to gotta get off the show. So anyway. Spider-Man's out? Yeah. Yeah, so that was out like Friday night. What? So you oh, gotta shit. go. You okay. gotta come see cool. it. All right, okay. Anyway. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Meta Show for June the third, twenty twenty three. We were joined alongside Casanier of Goon Swarm and Dark Shines of the Initiative. The big news, Imperium losing the initiative. They are going their own way. We have lots of wormhole news, big fights, and all kinds of stuff. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, we'll see what we have next week. I don't even know. Maybe maybe things will happen. Maybe things won't happen. But we will have a show next week. Yes, (laughs) There will be a show next week. And I look forward to seeing all of you here back for another episode of the Meta Show. Thank you all for joining, and you stay classy, New Eden.